good whatever time of the day it is you happen to be listening. This is the PNA Podcast Express. I believe our 196th episode. Uh, try 198, pal. Well, the 196 officially. You're right. You're right. One, you are correct. 196 officially. Right. 198 unofficially. That's what it's going to say in the description. Yeah. Unofficially official. Why not? For the podcast. Hi, everybody. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Welcome to the PNA Podcast Express. Live. Well, wait, we're not live. Oh, shit. We've been doing too much live for the radio lately. We are recording this live in front of a live studio audience. You can behind, hear them behind yes. us. Um, we're at the old uh, STD, the Silver Tavern in Deckerville. And you, you might be asking yourself, how can these guys not know what episode they're on? Because that's the <laughs> way we roll. That's, all we know is it's a lot. It's a ton of episodes. Yeah. We will reach elite company very shortly. What what did you find out? Like, I think it's like less than one and a half percent of all podcasts ever produced have made it more than two hundred episodes. So we are dumber than one and a half, or dumber than ninety eight point five percent of the people that do podcasts. And I don't think that I think that the reason we're going to hit this milestone is pure tenacity on our part. It's not uh, it's not like we're wizards or this is like the greatest podcast ever produced. I mean, and made in my mind it is. Well, it's produced well, but. As far as one of the greatest podcasts ever made, but pretty soon if we keep going and we hit bigger, loftier goals like three, four, five hundred, they're going to start comparing us to some of the big dogs that are very well nationally known because yeah, they have that many episodes too. So we will be in that kind of company. And we're kind of we're going to be like if you've ever seen those memes where it's like the, the it's like a, a bodybuilding competition and it's like one pasty white dude in a in a banana hammock that has no definition standing amongst a bunch of cut dudes. That's going to be us. Well, I kind of equate it to we will be kind of like the uh, the overweight lady that goes into the shoe store and says, I'm a size six. That's right. And, and the poor guy trying to shoehorn that foot. And Al Bundy says, the hell you are, you fat slob. Yeah. that's I, We're that. We are that. We're, the, we're this lady with, trying to say she's a size six shoe when her, her big old hoof is about a size ten. Joe Rogan would be like, you ain't no size six. <laughs> Bitch, you can't, you're not even in my elite company. I will give you five seconds on my show. That's it. Yes. You're like, poop, be gone. Yeah. What a day. What a day. It's Sunday. We're recording on a Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The first Sunday of truck May. month. Truck month. Truck month. It is officially truck month, I saw, that for Dodge anyway. Cookie's favorite month. Dodge Dodge is celebrating truck month, so happy truck month to all you Dodge Ram owners. We made a huge deal out of truck month last last year, right? Yeah. Well, it was six months long. Yeah. Truck month never ends. Oh, that's right. It never ends. <laughs> truck month is always. Always truck month. And you know, we are in the middle of it. That reminded me of one of the most endearing things about one of my ex-girlfriends. She's one of the smartest people I've ever met in life, but she would always write me little notes, and instead of always, she would put the extra A in there, so it would be always, it would be A-L-A, <laughs> every time, and she's so smart that it was like one of the cutest things I've ever seen, like every single note, I look forward to it, because it would be love always, Jay. Always. Yeah. Huh. And like I said, she, she is now like probably damn near a millionaire because she works uh, for a pharmaceutical company as like one of their lead, lead chemists, so... Damn. Yeah. Should have married her. Yeah, you didn't. Then I wouldn't have to do shit like this. Oh, wait, I would still because I would have the money to do shit like this. Instead, I'm just broke. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's where I'm at. I could have been a kept man. I would have been a stay-at-home dad. 
Yeah. That's actually what, what the plan was, but... And then you, had I, to, you had to go and fuck I had, it all up. I, like I do everything, man. <laughs> I really... You know, I'm so good at this. It's like, I, I'm almost like the George Costanza. I should just do the opposite of what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling, because then I'll probably be highly victorious. You know, I just saw that episode the other day. Because if I, if I do... Uh, you know what I'm, I'm unemployed thinking. and I lived with my parents. That's right. <laughs> That's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for someone like you to piss my parents off, right? <laughs> and that wasn't that the reaction or something like that? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we like. There you go. Thank you. Feed off of each other. <laughs> oh boy. We like feed, so, feed off of each other. Almost 200 episodes in. And what and, have we learned? I'm, I've become more of a fucking loser as we've fucking gone through this whole process. Do you realize that? Um, oh, it's possible. Like, I had high hopes of maybe being something at some point and making a difference or being something, but it, it's only gotten worse. Like, my self-esteem and self-pity and self-wallow has only gotten significantly worse. Like... I got out of the shower this afternoon before I came up here and thought, you know what? I should just announce I'm quitting and I should just, like, kill myself. Because why? What's it all worth? Well, but then I thought to myself, wait a minute. It doesn't suck to be Phil. No, it doesn't. And who would carry the big stuff in? That's right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's a, the, the, thank you for highlighting one of my, my qualities. I'm good at carrying big stuff around. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Sometimes it's the pack mule in you that I respect the most. I know. Because Adam will be like, I'll, I'll, I'll have like eight things, and I'll look over, and Adam will have like one. And he's like, no, no, you're good. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did condense all my stuff down into one convenient right? satchel. <sighs> you know, But we have all of the other stuff in one convenient hey, roll-around cart. It took quite an engineering feat for me to figure out exactly the way and also the... The uh, the order in which you have to pack everything in there yes. to pack that in there because when people see our setup out here they're like that doesn't all fit in that I'm like yeah. the fuck it doesn't it's kind of like a chicken with an egg does That's that right. really fit in there like did that really come out of that chicken's backside yeah and we're like yes yes it did uh, survey says ding 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 the the egg did in fact come out of the chicken's asshole yes it did yes there it we did. go uh, so yeah. Here so we are. I didn't. I didn't invite any guests tonight. I'm sorry. Me either. Well, because I, we didn't really know what we were doing. I'm still hurting from last week. You're still hurting from yesterday. And yesterday, I'm still hurting from my entire fucking life. Yeah. <sighs> I can't take any more karate kicks to the crotch. Well, that is what life is. Life is just one continuous karate kick to the crotch. That's why I don't leave the house without a cup on. That's right. So life's tough, as Riley say. Life's tough. Wear a helmet. Yes. Yes. Oh, I like it. That that's pretty good advice. It's sound, it's sound. Sound sage life advice, yes, yes. Ha! Uh, radio station. Why don't people understand this? You know, I think some of these people that say they support me and what I do that like somebody just texted me, I thought you guys did the podcast last night. No, that was the radio station last night. That was the other thing like, that we do a lot of. Like keep your shit together here, folks. Yeah. If you can't keep up, you know, right, then that's your fault. Don't be slow on the uptake, for Christ's sake. Pay attention. Boobies. Oh, wait. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> oh, man. So we got chips here at the Silver Tavern. Ch we do. We get, somebody bought us a drink. 
fantastic. Which there was too much of that last week. Which, by the way, I, I apologize for Thursday's episode <laughs> of last week. Apparently, it was quite uh, appropriate, uh, quite apparent, as well as the fact that I said it that I just wanted to go home and didn't want to do a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I caught a little bit of heat for that one. <laughs> well, you know, because I was told. What's that? We're not on the radio right now, though. We're doing our podcast right now. So, so you won't be able to get it on the phone right now. I, I, put, I put the radio station on your phone, yeah. Shit, I don't remember where I put it, though. I don't oh, know nice these job. things. Nice job, Can Phil. you get the app for them? Is that Android? Android, yeah. Yeah. This guy Good. can find the app for you. He's smart like that. How are you doing today, Steve? Doing all right? All right. You, oh, well, happy birthday. That's right. You're 72 years old today. I remember the number, but yeah, again, 72 again for the 12th time. <laughs> Looking good for you. Nobody ever believes how old you truly are, so keep fighting the good fight, buddy. Happy birthday. Yep, 84. Jesus. Yeah, 84. I see. Man, I got a long ways to go to catch up to you, buddy. Hopefully I'll get there someday. Wow. 66 years, huh? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Look at this guy. He knows what he's doing. See, I don't know how to use that type of phone where he's he's an expert at it. He, that's why he's our tech guy. He knows it all. Well, and I'm having trouble finding See, it. He's at, oh, oh, maybe I spoke too soon. Oh, boy. He'll get it here in just a second. I, I would say give him another 15 to 30 seconds and he'll have it licked. And then you'll be well, all set. I don't know set. why ours isn't coming up. It's coming up with all the players that play it, but not our app. <laughs> know either i used to be i've never been an expert on such things so that's what you guys are celebrating that's awesome i was i, I was telling them i'm gonna be shocked that these guys are here for yet a, a good long little while yet you guys you normally do it upright and i appreciate that adam's deep in thought over there no i i got it he's got it he's got it little update he has it All right. It's installing. It's installing. Look at that. He's, he's got you set up. Look at that. To hear what was going on. Well, we're, we're not live right now, but you can get all the episodes off of this. Right. But you can hear some episodes. Just put one on and tell them that's the one we're doing. <laughs> They're like, how come I don't hear myself? Oh, shit. You're all set then. There you go. Now you got the podcast on there, too. Wow. So that, that first one in the upper left is the uh, episodes. If you click that, it'll bring up all the episodes. <laughs> and there's a lot of them. Yeah. You'll... All right, Steve. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to Steve. 84 years old. Jesus Christ. And, and listening to the podcast. And he's going to listen to the podcast. He'll probably give me pointers and uh, feedback on it, too. So that's a good thing. <laughs> what? Cookie sent us a message. What could he say? His balls itch, his breath stinks, and his brain is fucking dead. <laughs> so a normal day being cookie. Same cookie. Same. Same cookie. Same. Same cookie. Same. Ah, uh, what else? I don't know. There's things I just I don't want to talk about right now. I and can it, understand that. I, I'm I'm struggling, man. I really am. Um, but that's okay. We'll work our way through it. Well, but who isn't? Yeah, and I know everybody's struggling. I, I know. I, I'm well aware. And I'm, I'm nobody special. Everybody's struggling. My problems definitely aren't bigger than a lot of other people's. And well, I that sunburn. It. 
might be, but yeah, but that'll go away. That'll ease up a little bit. Yeah, at least yeah. you had your ass covered out there. Yeah, because a sunburned ass is no fun for anyone. <laughs> Couldn't imagine getting my dick sunburned. That'd probably be oh, the worst. That'd be awful. Oh my goodness. So, is this one of the worst sunburns you've ever had? Um, no, no. My- um, I would say top three. Um, the worst one I had was not only my face, but it was also my whole upper body because I wasn't wearing a shirt all day, and I was probably only like 11 or 12 years old. My 21st birthday yeah, was out partying. Band played, and uh, I was coaching baseball at the time, and uh, we had a tournament in Mayville that went Saturday and Sunday. So right. we were at the tournament all day Saturday. My band played that night. Of course, it was my 21st birthday, so... It was bad. Right. Very, very bad. And uh, so I went to the tournament. We had like a, like an 8 a.m. game. Yeah. And we got done with that game. And I'm like, I'm going to go. I, I took a blanket and a pillow. And I'm like, I'm going to go lay under a tree and fall asleep until our next game. And everybody else is like going to get food in the park. I'm like, no, I just need a couple bottles of water and a tree to sleep under. Right. So I was wearing a tank top because it was hot as hell out. So I'm wearing a tank top. I had taken my, my coaching shirt off, and I'm just wearing a tank top, and I laid down in the shade. When I woke up, I was not in the shade. ruh ruh raggy. And it was a small tree that I was under, so it did not provide shade for very long. <laughs> and I was sleeping on my stomach. That's the problem with being a bigger dude. Small trees don't provide enough shade. No. And uh, I could have been a small dude, and it would not have provided shade. for. I slept for like two and a half hours oh, until our I, next game. Uh, and I woke up, I'm like, man, I'm like really, really hot. Somebody's like, your back is so red. Well, uh, it literally got so bad that that night it like cracked and bled. Oh, no. And it was just awful. It was that was the that worst one thing. sunburn I just talked about. And it yeah. wasn't, you know, it was, it was the mid-80s, so really we didn't talk about sunscreen and all yeah, this was like then. the early '90s. So I don't so. blame my parents, really. No, it was me just being a fool, running around outside, not knowing what the consequences were going to be. Probably the second worst one was uh, once again we were playing uh, in that basketball tournament, uh, the three-on-three tournament in Caseville, where with the nine-foot rims, where you could like, well, theoretically dunk, even though I still couldn't. Yeah, I was in that same boat. I actually could, but it. it, it took a lot of factors like i had to head the wind to my back and yeah gravity was a severe factor gravity's always been one of my biggest enemies i could almost touch the rim even as even as a fat guy right i could just about touch the rim See, like at, sometimes i get the hooks on the bottom when i jumped up to touch it so i could dunk on a nine foot rim so at, but not if anybody's guarding me but this was also a couple years after high school and at my best like my peak athleticism was probably about a year after i got out of school and uh, I could get, I could get about, I could hit the rim about here on a ten foot rim, about just about an inch below my my wrist. Yeah. So not not quite a dunk, but right. But, but you could you could stuff. Oh, it. I could hammer down on a nine foot. Yeah, I could I could tip in rebounds that look like dunks and grab the rim and make it look fancy because I did yeah. that a couple times. Yep. Uh, but uh, we were up there and it was of course Turbo and it was Mickey on my team, Mad Dog, and uh, we just fucking drank all night the night before and then the next day. Just so dehydrated and just outside playing basketball and, you know, a shirt with the, because it was the 90s, so the, you cut the sleeves off your shirts. And, oh, yeah. And I just got fucking roasted. And I remember, like, curling up in a ball in a tent that was probably a thousand degrees, wanting to die at, like, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Been there. I lived, though. I, that, see, at that moment, I did think to myself, if I died right now, it would be a sweet release. 
Yes. But yes. Uh, I did I did live through, yeah. So, it, it, like I said, yeah. PBR, please. Bring a picture. You can probably bring a picture, too, yeah, please. Um, so, that was tough. And, uh, of course, we played in the tournament, and we played three games. You're guaranteed three games. We lost all three. One of them was by only one point, and, of course, we damn near got into a fist fight because that's how we roll. You know, played up in the Red Hacker with uh, Turbo and Mickey, and, and I don't know that I ever played in a three-on-three with, with Turbo where he didn't try and get in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, well, he tried uh, two different games he tried. The one, they weren't having it. The other one, they, they wanted to mix it up a little bit, but ultimately they saw the crowd we had because we had a crowd of probably about 30 people there. Yeah. And they decided they had a crowd of maybe like five people watching them on the sideline. They, they're like, the numbers really aren't in our favor. Plus, Haas was there too, by the way. So Well, Haas, Haas was at the one we were at. He, yeah. he didn't play offense. Right. He just stood on the on their end of the court and when they'd come in and try and do anything he'd just shove them yeah and they'd be like that's a foul and he's like really and then then they wouldn't actually because it was you know red hacker was call your own fouls right right and he's like that wasn't a foul you ran it you ran into me and it's like they would end up on the floor bleeding and you ran into me that's awesome so you know there was that there's always that man when we were younger like three Three on three tournaments were the stuff. Like that. Oh, they were like half of, half of every half of every kid in school in high school would be wearing a three on three t shirt from some various three on three. Oh yeah, they were every given school day, and yeah. everybody played in them. Now it's like nobody plays. They them. don't they're, even they're, have them anymore. Yeah, do they're they? not even around. Like I remember once, like um, I was talking to somebody about. Uh, thank you. I was talking to somebody about the um, Sandusky when they had the Thumb Festival. They had the three on three, and it would pack that park all day long on Saturday. And I noticed they've taken out like half of the hoops now and added parking yeah. for the, the the little league fields and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do they do for this three on three tournament? They're like, they don't have the three on three tournament anymore. That's like a thing of the past. Nobody does yep. that shit anymore. Thank you. Like nobody does that shit anymore. So it's just yeah, it's sad. And plus, that park it used to be one of the most glorious things when I was a teenager. You there. In the summertime, you could always find a fucking pickup game at that oh, park. Always. Two or three of them. If not, you'd have to wait a lot of days. You'd have to say, I've got next, and maybe wait one or two games. We, we'd go up, and we'd have enough people to play, like, two different courts, yeah. full court, you know, four on four or five on five, mm-hmm. and have people on the bench. And at any given time, you go up there any time after, like, four o'clock right. on a weeknight or any time on the weekend. Right. And it was just... It was a pack. Now you're lucky to see three kids up there. Playing. I know. Like a day like yesterday when it was about 60-some degrees and fairly nice outside, one of the first really nice weekend days we've had in a while, that park would have just been assholes and oh, elbows yeah. on those basketball courts. I can remember going up and playing when there was like still water that had ice yeah. in the corner, and you just stayed away from that. Like, don't, don't go over there. The grippy's a little slippy over there. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to get a karate kick to the crotch if you try to pop that corner three over there. But let me tell you what, some of the gnarliest fights I've ever seen happened in that part, oh, though, yeah. too. Well, and not just fights, but, like, people getting shoved into poles. You know, oh, they yeah. had those those big six-inch metal steel poles that everything yeah. went on. Yep. And so, you know, people just get shoved into one of those. Right. And there was usually blood, and but, yeah. It was aggressive, but it was like, that was growing up then. We didn't have the internet. True. I mean, the internet was in its infant stages, I'd say, in the late 90s, but yeah. mid-90s, not really. And, uh, I mean, we didn't have... Well, it was dial-up. Porn took right. way too long to load. Plus, we didn't have, like, cable was relevant, but not 
not everybody had it. But and you probably had a shitty TV that might not have even had a remote at that point. You know? Well, and name one TV show from that era that you watched all the time. You can't because you didn't. There's none. Because who cared? Who gave a fuck? I was yeah. outside. Yeah. You didn't watch TV. No. You know, there might be something on Sunday night that you sit and watch before you'd have to go to school the next day or something with your parents, but... I, could, me, I couldn't tell you one show. For me, show. there's only two things I watched growing up religiously, and that was Sunday night football in the falls and winter and uh, hockey night in Canada. That's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it was just, it was such a different era. Yeah. And, like, I, you know, every era says that. Like, I but, remember we used to get to t- the Port Huron Times-Herald daily, and that's how we got our updates on sports, man. Because yeah. Why did, we didn't have Sports Center. We didn't have we didn't have all that shit. And like, whoever they wanted to show you on Hockey Night in Canada is who you had to watch. Like you didn't. Well, it was like the you same were thing. Thrilled like, if it were the Red Wings, you know. But you know, Sunday night uh, baseball or, or Monday yeah. night football. Or, yeah. You know, you didn't you didn't have every team at your fingertips. You didn't have every game at plus, your fingertips. Plus, then you also absorbed so you consumed so much of the show. Like halftime, you halftime used to remember when halftime was a big deal because you'd get all the updates on the games that took place on on Sunday. Oh yeah. And now nobody gives a fuck because they've already got that information at their fingertips. Yeah. Just after it happens. I I or or before. Right. I think sometimes. Right. True. <laughs> what a what a different era. Like we're also in that generation though that as Gen Xers that like um, we're that weird transition. Like, um, like the generations before us, they're very anti-technology. Gen Xers, we've embraced it. But we also, we also know analog very well too. Right. So, well, had a discussion today. We had a meeting for a, a club that I'm in. Yeah. And we had a discussion today. Why is it that it's so hard to get like people involved in anything anymore? And you know, we've seen it with bowling. Right. You know, you struggle to get very many teams because people don't want to make that kind of commitment. They don't want to make that kind of commitment, and people just don't even want to leave their fucking houses anymore. No. And Why should they? You know, the discussion was had, well, how do we get more people involved? Because, no, no joke, 15 years ago, yeah, we'd have a meeting, we'd have 35, 40 people there. Today, we had like seven. Really? You know, and it was like, how do we get more people involved? And my answer was, I don't know if we can. I don't think you can. I don't, you know, here's here's my vision, what I envision. At some point, all of these things that we do now, that we've been doing for a long time that are dying, like say, say like your ham radio or bowling or anything like that, it's going to come back because it's going to it's gonna come back in style. But people aren't going to know much about it because they're going to lose this whole knowledge base well, of people. There are more, like for ham radio, there's yeah. more ham radio operators licensed in the USA than there's ever been right now. Really? They just don't get involved. They, they just don't get involved in anything. Huh. You know, is, it, it, is it fleeting for a lot of them? Like they'll pick it up and try it and just lose interest after the first couple months? Because that seems to be one of the tenets of younger people. And I'm not saying this is a diss or a knock, but uh, so people aren't as dedicated to things as they used to be. My honest, my honest take on it is not that. Okay. My honest take is that it used to be to learn a lot of stuff about anything. Right. You had to find somebody who was doing it and learn from them. Right. Now you can find everything out on the internet that oh, you right. need to know. So if you're not, you know, and people are becoming more 
social in the fact that they want to talk to people, but not necessarily that they want to ever see anybody. They don't want to talk face to face. Right. Like how many times have you seen like people, I've seen it a lot, playing video games. My son does it. He'll be talking to a group of like five people. He's never met any of these people face to face. Hands maybe one. Yeah. And uh, and that, that's that's how they interact. Like they want to talk, but they don't. People don't want to meet in person, which I can understand why. People are a pain in the dick, man. People are weird. Yeah. And plus, when you meet them in person, like it becomes socially awkward if the encounter doesn't go well. Trying to figure out a way to let them down without hurting their feelings. Well, and that that seems to be a huge thing too. Is you can't everybody's on it's like walking on glass all the time around people. right because you can't offend anybody you can't have your own thoughts see i've just blown through the stop signs on that have you noticed my attitude the last year like i've just become oh, yeah. the asshole like i just say it i don't give a fuck i i really don't either because yeah. if, if you want to take my view on something and hold it against me then i really don't give a shit what you think anyways right absolutely you know as far as i'm concerned uh there is a whole myriad of ways that you can go fuck yourself i've really driven home the fact that i focus on the absurd a lot like when people say something that's just totally fucking weird or absurd i call people out on it yeah like you know that's not normal right well not for most most people are just like oh let them have it right and let i'm like no no that. no no this isn't gonna fly anymore man i need no. to know why yeah i'm not saying they need to stop this behavior or i i'm against it but i want to know why right. i want answers i want to know what the hell's the matter with like, you what is your thought process what is your motivation as you go through this well and and here's the fact of the matter i'm going to judge you right you should have me you should want for me to judge you properly right Right, because so, then I have an adequate beat on what you bring to the table. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, if we ever did an obscure show about random whatever, we'd be like, I know the perfect person for this. Yes, yes. This is practically their hobby. He's a weird motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. And it, fly your freak flag. I don't, oh, I, I don't I, care. I think if anything, it. if society's taught us anything at this day and age, that go ahead and do that. I mean, you don't have to hide the things that you used to have to keep so closely guarded, say, 20, 30, especially 40, 50 years ago, you know? But because you know what? There's going to be someone out there that feels exactly the same way you do and probably relatively within a relatively close proximity, believe it or not, anymore. Well, that's why the guy that I saw drag the cat down the road I respected that so much because he's like, I want to drag that dead cat. And God damn like, it, nobody's going to stop He me. saw it and he went for and it, man. he went for it. He owned it. Yeah. That's what we try to do here on this podcast. Just own it. Like, I know it. I'm fucking weird. I know it. I'm not good looking. I know it. I'm fat. I know it. I'm a pain in the dick. But you know what? I'm not trying to be but, so... I'm not trying to pretend I'm something else. But meow, 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 meow. That guy knew exactly where he stood and he fucking said, you know what? Yeah. This cat's going to get its head... Bounced up and down this pavement for at least a quarter mile. Exactly. Probably closer to a mile. That's commitment right yeah. there. I mean, me, I'd have been like, is the tail going to fall off? Am I just going to be holding a tail Maybe stub? that was the experiment. You know, but that tail, the tensile strength of that tail was still impressive. And he Have you ever to tried test. to pull a tail off a cat? I have not. I have not either, but I've seen things that I thought would have pulled the tail off a cat. Yeah. I, saw, I should well. I've I grabbed had, onto a cat once by the tail. So I am not endorsing this behavior, but I had a friend that was I went to high school with that liked to do what he called the fire siren, where he'd pick up a cat by the tail and swing it around the top of his head, and it would go meow, and it would sound like a fire siren. 
That reminds me of a joke. I mean, I don't. I never did it myself, but I also never stopped him because I thought it was funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this blind guy walks into a store, into a hardware store, right? Right. He's got a seeing eye dog, and he grabs the dog by the tail, and he starts swinging it over his head. Guy comes up, and you know, one of the clerks, and he's like, "Sir, can I help? Can I help you?" And he's like, "No, I'm just looking around." <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh, I also like I like little shticks. Like if I have to explain the joke to you, it's not funny anymore. Not so funny now, is it? <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> yes, I did not disappoint. Thank you, thank you for adding some production value to this pile of dog shit. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I remember when I'm I was sitting at home and I said I need we need that drop. Because I've that line, I the very first time I ever saw Caddyshack, I wasn't very old, but I remember being taken aback by that line, thinking that's one of those lines that probably one out of every ten people that watch this movie notice. But it's part of the brilliant writing of what those guys accomplished, National Lampoon, when they wrote that fucking whole thing. Oh yeah, have have you ever seen the roast of Chevy Chase? No, but I should. I need to watch that. So. Greg Giraldo's on it, and he's up there doing his thing. And Chevy Chase is just stone-faced the whole time. He's stone-faced through the whole thing. Like, Ugh. you can tell there's a few times when people tell a joke about him that he's not just happy about, not impressed, not happy. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what a dick. You signed up for this, and then you are a total dick. Right. And I've heard nothing but, like, bad things about, oh, about people that worked with him. So, in the, the couple times I've hung out with Joel McHale, yes, name drop there, um... I would say we spend half of our time talking about Chevy Chase, honestly. Really? And the stories he reflects and tells are 100% true. Because don't forget, on Community, he was on there. Yeah. And uh, Chevy, uh, like, Joel was one of the writers and executive producers, so he had to deal with it. He's like, he said, after the first season, I actually started a lot of the absurdity, like uh, his character, Chevy Chase's character on the show is kind of like old school, like out of touch. Yeah. A little bit racist and everything. He's like... That was pure Chevy. I just wrote in Chevy being himself, kind of like kind of like Charlie Sheen just being himself on Two and a Half Men. Like that's <laughs> actually just how Charlie Sheen is. Yeah. And Joel's like, I just wrote in basically what I thought Chevy would have said in that situation in real life, and turns out it aligned pretty well because I remember him at a read one day reading, and he's like, "Oh, this is good stuff." <laughs> I said, "That's." Uh, it's fucking amazing. I'm like, Joel, you got to play to people's strengths. He's like, that's what I've learned. And that's why Community was such a fucking uh, great show and still is a cult favorite. Of oh, a lot it of is. People. It is. Actually, we just started kind of going back through watching like, it. I really miss the original Talk Soup with Joel McHale because he his he Oh, is, me too. He, he, like, people say I'm sarcastic. He, he runs circles around me sarcasm-wise. Yeah, his, and his sarcasm is... So point. he was just perfect on that show. And then, of course, Community was just amazing. And really, since then, he's kind of waned off. But really, what more could you want? He's already had, you know, he's a successful stand-up comedian. He's yep. been in movies. He's probably been in, I would say, he's had prevalent roles in probably 10 to 12 different yeah. films. Uh, he, of course, produced, wrote, and starred in Community. And, of course, Talk Soup. I mean... I know he had a lot of writers for Talk Soup, but not many people could deliver those things the way he did. No. And you know that even though he had writers, he brought his own brand of stuff to it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, he, I'm sure that he got the 
general idea of things from the writer and then right. improv the rest of it. So you should have seen it. I was the first time I ever hung out with Joel McHale. I looked over at him. We were we were probably four or five beers deep. It was after he had done stand up, and we were back at the hotel lobby, just fucking hanging out. And there's about eight of us sitting around. And I just looked over at Joel. I'm like, "Hey, man, whoever you had do your hair plugs did a fucking great job." And all of a sudden, the fucking room just went silent. And his handler, and her name was Michelle, and uh, beautiful girl too, Michelle Penn. I'd like to get a hold of her again. We were friends on Facebook, and we chatted a little bit. But anyway, she just looks at me and she just shakes her head no. Like. <laughs> And anyway, Joel stopped for a second. He looked at me, and you could see he started to get a little bit red. And then he just pointed at me and laughed. Because <laughs> nobody had ever called him out on that. Oh, shit. Not in person in an s- intimate setting like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Though. But, you know, there had to be some instant respect there. Oh, like, that, and we after that, he's like, hey, let's go grab a drink. When we finished that one, and him and I walked up to the bar, and, yeah, he had his arm around me, and we're chatting, and, yeah. Like, he, after that, I was his boy. Well, yeah. So he came back around Detroit, and he got a hold of my buddy Brooks, and he said, hey, is that guy, you still know that guy, Phil? He's like, yeah. He's like, invite him down. So, fuck it. Damn. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because people who are celebrities like that, that are real people. Right. That don't let it all go to their head. They appreciate that kind of. Right. Bring it down to earth type like, of thing. I was the only one there that night busting his balls until later in the night when I had already been doing it for 45 minutes and somebody, other people started hopping on the train. Yeah. You know? Well, they, they seen that the waters were okay, That's so right. they'll jump in. That's right. Yeah, I just started busting his balls, and he even said that. He's like, I don't... There's very few people do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, like I say, if he's a real person, yeah, he appreciated that. <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, it, they they tend to. I it mean, I, I don't want to say that I've hung out with a lot of celebrities, but I don't get the, I don't get starstruck. No, I don't but, either. But I I do get um I get Twitter painted around very women that I find very attractive. You've seen that in oh yeah form before. Yeah. But here's what I do when I find a woman very attractive, I either stammer, stutter around my words, or act quite bashful, or I just start pounding alcohol like a banshee and become really, really drunk. Or a combination of all those or things. Or both. Or all of those things. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. Sometimes you go, the well, you did pound a lot of alcohol the night of our uh, 50th. Yeah. That was one year ago yesterday, I believe. No shit. Yeah. So we've done 150 episodes in one year. Yes. What the fuck is wrong with us, dude? I don't know. How are we? Ah. I blame you. <laughs> Everybody does, <laughs> but I. We You're the whole reason we're consistent, Phil. God damn it! I do march us, don't I? And that's the one thing because I, that's not actually me, though. But things I'm passionate about, I do, and you know this. Um, and one of the things I've been very passionate about is this podcast. Always, um, I'm the one that's always driven. Hey, we need to be consistent. We need to be consistent. We need to make sure we're releasing episodes. We have to be on time. We have to do this. We have blah, 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 blah. Well, and I think the good part is we're, we're both pretty dedicated. And we, we haven't taken a week off. A year and nine months into this, we have not no. taken a week off recording. No. No, we've released podcasts every Tuesday like so, clockwork. They I'd, might be a little late. They might be out of order, but they've been released. So I'd like to say to everybody out there listening, you're welcome. Yeah. Or we're sorry. Yeah. Or we are sorry. Yes. Well, we are sorry, but I, I hope you appreciate the effort that we put in. And that meme is so spot on of the one that you showed. This is <laughs> me thinking a podcast is going to make me rich and just getting slapped by Will Smith. Yeah. Which is podcast. the actual podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
But we didn't do this to get rich, though. No, we did not. And honestly, I don't even think we did it to become famous. I didn't. I did it because I just wanted to do it. I enjoy making people laugh. I really, really, at the root of everything, love making people laugh. Well, let's face it. When we did this, it was it was the perfect time because right. for us to test the waters. Because what the hell did we have to do? We literally it was we had nothing to there lose was, and everything it to was gain. Pandemic palooza, right? And it was absolutely nuts. And so we just. We so, just started podcast. So my appreciation and my heart goes out to all you people out there that when I meet up with you, you think that <laughs> think that we're famous because we have a podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Yeah, but we're nobody. And anybody, I tell everybody this: anybody's welcome on the podcast. I this is this is me, and you know me. I'm the eternal optimist and hopeful. I set up an extra mic, even though I know no one's showing up. Yeah, we did I not want, invite anybody Because tonight. I want that to be an option, and this is accessible. You're invited. If yeah. you know us, if you don't know us, if you're listening to this, you're invited onto the podcast. We'll give out the number. Call us. I don't care. This, this is, is the, the Every Man's Podcast. The yes. People's Podcast. You're goddamn right it's the People's Podcast. Just because it's got a P and an A, and Phil and I own it, and run it like just absolute... Very militant. Yes. Absolute yeah. militant type of uh, behavior. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome to be on everybody's podcast. We keep it real here. We don't we edit. Do. We don't nope. sugarcoat. We don't prepare. <laughs> we don't prepare. How have we, like, us two jackasses have, have managed to produce and release a podcast with, like, very high quality all the way around as far as the sound, uh, the everything. Yeah. And yet, here we are, just sitting in a fucking bar, listening to fucking cocaine on the fucking jukebox. Window open. Unfortunately, not coming doing in. any cocaine. Yeah, you got that would sure brighten up the podcast. Bring it up here, man. <laughs> Shit, man, we'll record we'll record six podcasts in one night. I don't, I can't afford cocaine because I have a podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want your kids to not get into drugs, turn yeah. them on to podcasting or YouTubing very early. Yeah, if you want to keep them away from sex and uh, drugs, <laughs> just get them a podcast. You know, I can count on one hand the amount of times this podcast has gotten me laid, and it doesn't even take that. I'll use that hand for other things. Yeah, I was just going to say, is that all the times that you've been forced to use that hand? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Thought it was going to set me up with a date, but that didn't pan out. I don't want to talk about that yet, though. It still will. I don't think she's not interested. No, but no woman is. I mean, I'm at that point. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're old enough that... It's probably just setting somebody up for disappointment when you die. I hope so. <laughs> oh, shit. That's the best case scenario, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Go through a nasty breakup or just die. I think I'll just die. Yeah, I'll take uh, just die for 200, Alex. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm dying. Good. Thank you. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Oh man, you know my what, what grinds my gears is uh, right now is just gas prices. Holy shit! What the fuck? I got to drive to Troy tomorrow. Right? Not happy about it. Not oh, happy, man. About it. I know. I mean, I I am I I am enjoying my new uh, my new job. Right. Which I I I really am. I mean, great group of people to work with. Um, it's it's going to be something that I absolutely love to do. But I absolutely love to do this. So I'm trying to save for retirement, and I think if gas prices get any higher, I might as well just retire now and figure all the gas I will save that time going to work exactly. will be a push. Yeah. Well, that might be true. 
<laughs> it's not far-fetched. No, no, not at all. I'm, uh, I'm a full, full agreement. So, so the, the other day I, I gave them a scare at work because uh, I have a new boss. Yes. Which TBD on this guy yet. I kind of chewed his ass after the first day I was there. And I, I, you had mentioned that you had kind of given everybody. I gave everybody an ass chewing. Put everybody on, on notice, on alert. Yes. That I was tired of their shit. Yeah. And uh, they've <laughs> they've treated me like a mental patient since then. Like, okay, what do you need, buddy? And so they they back away slowly while maintaining eye contact. You know, they they've at least got that part correct. Right. <laughs> But I also, I tripped them all out because we were talking about something and going on about something. And like Wednesday and Thursday, I like cleaned off my desk almost entirely. <laughs> and that fucking threw them for a whole trip. They're like, um, I see you cleaned your desk off. I'm like, yeah, it was time. And they're, well, like, they're like, well, um, uh, uh, you know, is there a reason you cleaned off your desk? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> so at, at the new job, they're like, they told me last week, they're like, hey, yeah, you can bring in whatever you want, you know. This is, I don't ever this take your personal space. effects to work anymore. I, I, I do just because right. there's certain things that I like to have there that I don't expect them to buy. Right, right. Um, but uh, I'm like, no, I'm not going to bring anything in for a while just in case I need to get out of here in a hurry. So I, I haven't even <laughs> here's, – here's what I've thought of this job. I haven't even taken my, my desk fan to work. Like I got one of those little clippy desk fans that's been with me every job I've pretty much ever had in an office. It's not the same one. I've had to buy a different one a few right. times, Dave. But I, I haven't even taken it into the office. Like, I don't even have a fan at my office. There's nothing. There is no identifying marks anywhere on my desk or anywhere in my workspace that would say that I work there. And I've been so, there for nine months now. Lucky for me, I'm mostly going to be working from home. So most of my stuff that I like to have is going to just be on my desk at home, right. which is where it has been for the last four or five months. Yeah. But, uh, but I will take some, you know pictures and like if you want to be treated like absolute dog shit just become an engineer and get a master's degree in business yeah you don't worry about it you're on I, the fast track to disappointment i i am a uh i am now considered an engineer well there you go welcome uh, of to a the, different of a different type welcome to you. the fraternity asshole but i would not make the mistake of getting my mba the only reason i did do that <laughs> is because boeing paid for it all and also, they gave me a bonus for completing it and a pay raise. But now, whenever I say I have an MBA, they want me to get into, like, project management and getting yeah. my dick punched in all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just sit here, sit in this chair, and we're going to have an NFL kicker come in and repeated groin kicks for you. Just punch your nutsack up over your head. The phone's ringing, dude. Oh. We'll, uh, we'll answer this. Oh. I got to Bluetooth it in real quick. Just stand by. Stand by. There we go. Can you hear us now? Yeah, I can hear you. Are, are you uh, you're on the air on the PNA Podcast Express? So go ahead. On the what? On the PNA Podcast Express. What's the PNA stand for? Uh, penis and assholes. You got it. Oh, then I got the right number. You did. <laughs> So what are you up to tonight, caller? I'm looking for Phil Dime. Oh, shit. That guy doesn't live here anymore. No Phil Dime? No, sir. What's your business? How about Phil Quarter? No, he ain't there either. What's your business with him tonight? 
How about Phil Penny? No, that guy doesn't exist anymore. How about Phil Nickel? Oh, shit. That asshole? Ah. Why would you want to talk to him? Ah. We know a guy with that name. He's not very funny, though. You can say that again. You're not supposed to agree with me, asshole. <laughs> Baba Booey forever. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that was quality. I appreciate that. That was. I, I, I liked that. It was good. That, well, was, that was already my second or third favorite call we've taken tonight. Yes. You know it was the first. <laughs> he ranks below the dead air that we had. We've really come up with quite an astute formula here uh, by having the radio station now, too. People yeah. really like it when everybody busts my balls for some reason. Yeah, in both formats. Yeah. In both it, formats. It, it really transposes well to both formats. It does. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting well, so wound up over there. They are. They're... Well, thank you for that, caller. Yes, thank you very much. I have an idea who that was. <laughs> Baba Booey forever. <laughs> Different show, but we'll take it. Yeah, you know, whatever. I hope to have I hope to have one one thousandth of that amount of clout someday. Yeah, we could both retire. Because one one thousandth of that amount of money. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't shit. give a fuck about clout. Show me the money. Yeah. I will remain anonymous, and the whole deal. You know, it was a karate kick to the crotch. What's that? Getting home from work on Friday night and feeling just absolutely hopeless because I cleared my whole schedule. And so I just sat around for a while and then had some beers. That's it. I I was thinking, hey, I should, we should do something radio-wide, but it was such, it would have been just such short notice. To, I would have been, uh, that would have been helpful for me, honestly. So next oh, time know. if this ever happens again, I need that because... Here's the thing, and I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but I'm an asshole. I feel like my time right now is so valuable with everything I have going on that when I have a night like that where all of a sudden everything's just canceled last minute. It feels weird, don't it? When I had big expectations and had plans, um, it's like, well, fuck, man. Now I have a night where literally there's nothing productive for me to do. The only thing I had to do was sit around and self-loathe, honestly. You yeah. know, feel sorry for my fucking self. That's what I did all fucking Friday night. I just sit around and feel fucking sorry for myself. See, I'm like a, I'm like a, a shark. I, if I, if I slow down or you know stop swimming, I'll just sink. And that's what it is. Like that's why I run so much. That's why I do so much. That's why I have days like yesterday that are absolutely insane, where I'm up at six o'clock to go fishing, bust ass out on the water all day fucking fishing, and then fucking come up here and do a, a fucking five hour oh, radio show. Be honest, you tried to, you tried to. Filch out of that too. The radio show. Hey, if if you feel if you are tired, we don't have to do it. Tonight. Oh well, I was feeling <laughs> you out, man. I well, was feeling what, you that's out. What, that, I was. I'd been looking forward to it all day. So and know. I did. I sucked it up. Because oh, you, you did. Said, you got your nap, and you were good. Because you told me you're like, well, actually, I need this, and I've been looking forward to it. I'm like, that's all you need to say, buddy. Like, I support you. Oh hell yeah. No, and and I I actually felt bad about Friday, but I also knew that we were doing Saturday, and I thought. Right. Shit. God, I wish so much we could just do it proper and just do a fucking morning show every goddamn day. And Yeah. If you want us to do a morning show every day on, on the station, send us money. Yeah, that's all we need. Or sell adver- adverts for us or just yeah. flat out send us money. Yeah. You know, I do have a, uh, a 
oh, what is the damn big crowdfunding thing that's out there? Uh, Patron? Patreon or whatever Patreon. I do have a Patreon set up. And for... uh, for ten thousand dollar for a ten thousand dollar donation, you can be a grand frittata. Grand frittata. Yes, I so, like it. You've given this some thought. I like it. Yeah. So what is it? What does uh, the title of grand frittata get for you in your mind? Uh, we give you a frittata T-shirt, and you have with the podcast logo on it. Yeah, with advanced um, access to episodes. Advanced access to oh that's that's hot right there yeah that's a and big also commodity. any events like uh, live events or things like the planned party bus that'll get yeah. you a lifetime pass to all of those things exactly but it is ten grand it our, our plans run from like five dollars a month to ten dollars a month to ten thousand dollars a month ten thousand dollars a month <laughs> if somebody gave me ten thousand dollars a month to do anything. Well, Fuck, I had man. To, they don't even give me $10,000 a month to do my day job. Close, no, but not even. No. And, uh, yeah, I guess it is pretty close. But Mine's pretty close, but yeah. Yeah. My, mine, by the end of this, end of... Uh, that's why it's so hard for me to give up. They, yeah. And that's what they do. That's what, that's what the man does, and that's what life teaches us, is they fucking pay you enough just to keep you from quitting. But not enough to allow you to quit. Or to overcome, Yes. That's uh, that's the curse, man. That's that's how it goes. That's what capitalism was built upon. Well, you know, I mean, that's what kind of pushed me into the job that I'm in now. I mean, a, I knew that I'd like it. Yeah. I know the guys that I'm gonna would, you know, I knew the guys that I'd be working with, and I thought, all right, I'm gonna. They made me an offer. I'm gonna make them a counter offer. They took it. I did not expect that. Right. <laughs> and so. Well, now it's you and I like- talked it over. You and I went out to lunch and we discussed it all too because I knew what it meant for the. It's a big deal for the future of what we're doing too. But right now, it's what you needed and what made more sense for you and your family. So I fully support you, and that's what I told you. So well, and and it. But you made it us- that counter that you never thought they were going to accept, and they no. did. And then when I'm like, well, what happens when I take all these classes? Oh yeah, you'll still get those raises too. I'm like, holy oh, shit, nice. <laughs> you know, nice. And uh, so yeah, I mean. But on the same token, this allows us to go in a different direction that right. we couldn't go before because we can put a different amount of funding into this, which allows us to maybe bring on some other people to do some things for us. And that's us. ultimately what it's what we're going to need, especially with launching two new stations besides yeah. Rock Radio. We're still getting our footing with Rock Radio, but of course, I'll announce it here, or have we announced it? Like We're still going to do an Oldies Radio, Oldies Radio 360, and we're going to yep. do Country Radio 360. Yeah. We've already got everything secured. We just have to get them launched, but... Let's face it, Adam and I have spread ourselves pretty thin the last couple months, too, with trying to get all this other stuff going, so... We might have to cut back to, like, 35-minute episodes of the podcast to fit all this other stuff People will riot. Like, all... There's going to be, like, seven very angry people. Yeah. Mostly Matt Smith. We're going to get a lot of, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? We will be getting tons of those type of... uh, Man, I realize I've been super. It's been you and I just this episode. This hasn't happened in a while, and I've been super focused. What this the fuck? Like, I haven't been looking at the TV or anything. If you've noticed, what no, I've noticed that. Huh. What the fuck? Still the best call. I'm ever. fully engaged. Oh, I know. <laughs> the, no, I've had uh, a few people in the know that like and grade all of our our drops and. They always rate that one in the top three, no matter what. That's one of the top three favorite drops. That's number one every time. From your butthole headquarters. Especially after we had to clarify. I didn't realize there was a whole contingency of people out there 
contingent of people that didn't realize that that happened. That wasn't us making fun of him. No, no, no. That, that was just us taking advantage of us getting that. Right. But that was all 100% him. Like 150%. Like we aired that commercial before. Yes. And, and the, um, the subject matter who, people who purchased the commercial called frantically to the station and said, do not, we repeat, do not play that version of that commercial again. And your response? Try and stop me. <laughs> uh, what an asshole. <laughs> there was panic and bedlam at Sound Like Broadcasting for a few hours. I'm not going to lie. Because they're like, is Phil really that big of a wild card? Yes. Yes, he is. Could be. Could be. Well, we don't know. <laughs> well, it's not like he'd go out and start his own radio station or anything. <laughs> like, what? how much crazy <laughs> are we dealing with here? <laughs> oh, he's shit. He already has a podcast that we're trying to cover for. Our lawyers have to cover his ass all the time, or so we tell him, so he keeps working for us. Oh, shit. If you didn't have our lawyer team behind you, you'd be fucked, Phil. See, uh, I don't think so. You were just behind me. I pissed him off well before that. Right. So I, I haven't been allowed it. Well, I was told I, I probably shouldn't come up, so that made me go up there right. several times after that. So how I feel about it, and I actually I had this epiphany last night in my dreams. Because really, I'm not going to lie, this whole situation has really bothered me with, with Eddie. And I'll tell everybody that. Because I... Eddie's oh, my it brother, has me and I too. love Eddie. I love Eddie. I do too. I, I, Eddie's my brother. I don't have I don't have an actual real brother, but Eddie's my brother. You're my brother. Mikey Smith's my brother. We're brothers. Yeah. I would do anything for you guys, anytime. And the way Eddie's just been doing this is like, it's been upsetting to me. But I also have thought to myself, everybody who I've known who's been prevalent in the radio game or broadcasting game, they all have these stories of a terrible ending or a bad something from a, a radio station or something when they moved on to other things or tried to improve themselves, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, the part that bothers me with Eddie is him and I have known each other for over 25 years. We've been through a shitload of weird stuff. Right. And the fact that this could... This is the thing that like made him not want to talk to me bothers me. Right. But that's his choice and I can't do anything about it. You know, I, I I've agree. reached out to him several times, you know. You've done he, more than I have cuz I haven't. Even hat in hand a little bit like, "Hey, dude, I'm really sorry we pissed you off." So, if you know Eddie and you listen to this, tell him that none of the actions that Phil and I have taken were with the intent of bothering him, annoying him, or undermining him, him or anything. Yeah. And uh, and I just want to talk to him because I think if I explain to him the reasoning behind why we started the station and the overall plan that we have, I think that he would understand it. Fuck, I'd love to have him on our fucking radio station and the madman that he is. Yeah, I absolutely. Because he'd have a blast. I feel like he could get back to the roots of the Radio X days if he got back with us here. It's like going I do to too. shows, being the man, like He's big in public, man. The guy's a fucking dynamite public persona. You know? Yeah, and he is. He, he is totally a, a persona. Like me, you put a mic in my hand in front of a bar full of people in front of the band, and I'm just like, hi, yeah. hi, hi. And Eddie'd be like, who's having a good time tonight? Yeah. Well, when we did that, yeah. I was an asshole and didn't even like turn it over to you at all. <laughs> and I didn't mind. That's part of our shtick, though. Well, yeah. I'm the one that talks to most of the two of us, like, hands down. So, like, even when we did stuff with OGR, <laughs> like, that was the shtick. Like, we're sitting there for, doing the promotion for Tesco Palooza, and I'm just like, good. 
That was the only thing I said through the whole 45-second promotion. But, like, on the same token, you know, hours of, like, public performance between you and I. Yeah. There, there's no, you know, I mean, you've done stand-up. You've done a lot of stuff. So right. I know you don't have a stage fright, so to speak. Oh, I don't. But here's the thing. When it comes to comedy, I'm very comfortable in that world, in that realm. But when it comes to music, I feel I'm in awe of these people because it's something I can't do if this makes any sense. Like, I'm a voyeur in their world because I'm not right. a musician. I wish I could. I love music. Obviously, we're, I've proven I love music. It's, one, it's my favorite thing. Yeah. Music is my life. But I'm in awe of these people. So when I step into that world, their world, I feel like I can't, I don't want to take any of their spotlight if this makes any sense. No, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And like, for me, it was all about hyping everybody up for, right. for them. You know, when, when we're out there. I need, to do. I need to put my hype back on. And I used to do it for comedy. I can do that for bands too. It's never, it's never going to be about me when we're doing events like Tuscola Palooza or doing shows like we did with. Uh, right. And I want to make that I want to make that abundantly clear that I'm not trying to make this about me. No, I don't think either one of us are. I right, mean, right. There, there's. But it's so nice to hear those shoutouts when they're like, "Hey, we got a couple of celebrities in the crowd tonight." Yeah, I'm like, "What the?" And fuck, I'm looking dude? around. I'm like, "Where the fuck oh, are they?" The, hey, uh, is uh, Steve Gutenberg here somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> is the Sham Wow guy here beating the shit out of some hooker? <laughs> I can only hope. <laughs> Because I want to beat up that that's hooker, what, too. That's what I was looking for. Right. I'm like, is Vince here somewhere? What the fuck? So, yeah, I mean. When is Bing Crosby here beating his wife in the back somewhere? <laughs> oh, it's his kids. Beating his kids in the back somewhere? Absolutely. Sorry, Bing Crosby never abused his wife, just his children. I want to clarify that. Yeah, we don't want to get, what is that, libel? Right. Bing Crosby was not a wife beater, just a child beater. Yeah. He might wear wife beaters. Yeah. Might have worn. I think he's dead. Oh, Bing Crosby's been gone for a while. Yeah. Thank God. Um. His children are safer. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm not sure. Same thing that's wrong with me, I think. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I just thank God that a huge talent is dead. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Never mind. Christmas. <laughs> what a great movie, though. Yeah. That's actually my ex-wife's favorite Christmas movie, so I got to watch it a lot, and I enjoyed it. But, yeah. You know, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I think I need a little bit of closure from everything. I think I might write my ex-wife a letter. I might not give it to her, but I, I think I'm just going to write it out. You know, that is a very good exercise. Right. Because, uh, uh, you know, she said one of the most um, difficult things for me to wrap my head around. She said it a few times. Uh, you know, we've been in discussions and talking after our divorce and everything. And she's like, it's, it was never about love. You and I love each other, loved each other so much. It was just, I was immature. I didn't know how to act. I handled situations wrong. I needed to grow up. And I think I've done a lot of that. And uh, now it's funny because uh, sometimes when you, you get there... It's great that you arrive and personal growth is really good, but sometimes it's it's too late. And that's sad. Yeah. You know, how old were you when you got married? Uh, I was 25. 25? That's the same age I was at when I got married. Yeah. I had done I had done a lot of really stupid things already in my life at that point. I don't know if maybe maybe you had reached your proper amount of stupid things. I had things not reached critical mass of stupidness, no. Yeah, I I had. I mean, I 
I took a lucrative business and put it on pause to go on tour with a band that really didn't have a shot making it because we couldn't pronounce L's. Um, or THs. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we, I had... I was completely ready to, like, just settle down. Right. You know, I, I had... So that's what I needed in my life at that point. And I still hadn't because... And I think I've said it, and it's well publicized. I really wanted to get into broadcasting all through high school. Like, I remember calling football games, like, doing the PA announcing for JV football games. Like, the guy that used to do it for our school taking me under his wing. I'd call the JV games. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, working with the radio station, doing some things. Like, I was the guy they'd always interview uh, for everything. Like, I there's there's just tapes and tapes of me talking on Sportsline even when I was 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Um, it's what I wanted to do. And uh, wait, it was invented back then. I thought it was just recently invented. No, no, no. This was oh. this is North Shram's sports line. Oh, okay. So thought it was invented. He'd by always reach else. out to me. He would seek me out because he knew I'd be a good interview. Like I remember, there was a girls' basketball game, like Deckerville girls' basketball game. I had nothing to do with the fucking team. I mean, I knew them. We, I went to a lot of the games, but like next thing I know, he's waving me up on the mezzanine at halftime just to talk about the game. And I'm like, wow, that was pretty big honor because I've always been pretty well spoken and obviously you put me in front of a mic and I just talk you know right um so anyway I became an engineer because the, the woman I was dating at the time the one who's the chemist I t- talked earlier oh another phone call um her parents told me I needed to do something more than just be on the radio should we answer this yeah go, go, ahead, yeah, no, go ahead and answer you're on the PNA podcast express tell us what your hopes and dreams are how are you today gentlemen we are good. Uh, G-U-D good. I'm okay. What can we do for you? This is Cat Piss Johnson. Cat Piss Johnson. I'm a blues legend, Cat Piss Johnson. Blues legend, Cat Piss Johnson. All right, what's one of your, uh, one of your biggest hits there, Cat Piss? Well, I got the Polygrip Blues. The Polygrip Blues, all right. You want to elaborate on you that? Want, one a you more? want me to sing you? You want me to sing you a couple bars of the Polygrip Blues? Absolutely. That's what we've been waiting for. All right, here you go. You ready? Yes. You ain't got no teeth in your mouth, baby, but you sure got a pretty smile. Sing it, brother. Holy shit. You ain't got no teeth in your mouth, baby. But you sure got a pretty smile. That gave me goosebumps, dude. The way you keep on smiling at me, gonna give me the polygrip blue. <laughs> Amen. Oh, man. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Yeah, bravo. Amazing, amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Cat Piss. That was awesome. You're welcome. I got a riddle for you gentlemen today. All right. Let it fly. Let it fly, man. You ready for the riddle? Yes, sir. For sure. Okay. What has a one-inch penis that hangs down? (laughs) If you say Phil, I'm going to jump through this goddamn phone and choke you. (laughs) Phil on his belly? No. A one-inch penis that hangs down. It's a bat. <laughs> <laughs> bat. Man, that's a well-endowed now, bat. I like it. 
Now, what has a 10-inch penis that hangs up? <laughs> I'm guessing it's you in about two seconds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That was the second best call of the night. <laughs> Thank you, Catfish Johnson, for calling in, uh, indulging us with your blues and your riddles. I wonder if he's related to donkey shit, Johnson. I don't know. What has a tenant's penis and hangs up? <laughs> well played, I sussed sir. it out. I well sussed played. It out. You cracked the code. Oh, holy shit. What has a tenant's penis and hangs up? God damn it. That was fantastic. Damn it! I'll, I'll allow it. That was that was a great call right there. That was that was. I appreciate that. Oh uh, shit! What was I? Oh, I was talking about my broadcasting career before that. You so were. Anyway, I, they decided I needed to become something like an engineer, more viable if I was going to have a future with their daughter. So, and I said, you know what? Engineering was actually my second in my in my top three. And uh, they said you're really smart, which, huh, goddamn, I fooled all those motherfuckers. Yeah. And, uh, so I made it through. I, I worked my entire way through school, paid my own way, and made it through and became an engineer, got a degree. So, and really, I've enjoyed a few years of being an engineer. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the years when I was married of being an engineer. Boeing. When I worked for Boeing, I enjoyed that. Yeah. But uh, all the other jobs have just been a pain in my dick. And so I've really always wanted to do the broadcasting thing. So um, I couldn't have done it while I was married because I didn't have the time. You right. Know? And uh, so here well, we are. I guess I I'm mean, it's kind it's of living my dream. You know, my yeah. kids are older. Yeah. They, you know, I'm, I'm so I, I don't have all the responsibilities that I did with them. Um, right. You know, they, they kind of, well, I'm kind of their responsibility now. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed. So, you know. Right. Actually, he, he Andrew requested to bring, to come up he with He wanted to be the chauffeur. Is he looking for dinner? Probably. I don't know why he hasn't ordered anything yet. No, I, I, it's fine. I think it's great. But uh, yeah. so you know. But uh, so it, I'm chasing my dreams now, and I've 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 learned, um, I've learned to not be petulant, like a child. Uh, communicate. Tell how you feel. And I, you know, some people it, it might not be the most macho thing to do because sometimes men can get caught up in that. But uh, it's never never a bad thing to share your feelings and, and how you're feeling about things. I mean, emotions are natural, and if you just try to shove them down and don't really address the problem, it's going to come to a head at some point. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Well, for both of us, this was just this was luck of the draw. This was an opportune time for us to do the podcast, right. for us to start a radio station with you know me being off of work and everything. And... Uh, because I'm not real good with idle time. No, I, what's that? Idle, idle time is when I get into trouble. Yeah. I start. That's when my cocaine risky, habit kicks up. I start looking at risky stocks and a lot of porn. That's right. So I start searching for cheap hookers and Adderall. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, starting the radio station when we did was a godsend. But now I, I like I'm super anxious to start the oldie station. Right, same. The, I am too. But we got to we got to get rock radio nailed down first. We do, and it's rolling. Yeah. It's rolling. You know, we we got to get we, caught up on a few things. You and I also agree on some very fundamental things. Like we're wanting to provide a premium product, so we don't want it to be 
half-assed. So that's why we went the route of trying to... We could have released all three at once and just been Bedlam. And we probably would have been... It would have been a fucking... We could have done it. I know we could have done it. But would it have provided the end user the greatest experience in the world? Probably not for the first couple months. No, I'd have shaved my head and the carpet would have matched the drapes. Yeah, absolutely. It would have, <laughs> I would have lost all my hair. It would have been terrible. I'd have been like Jada Pinkett Smith. I'd look like a cancer patient. Yeah. Like an alopecia kid. Yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It happens. But, uh... You know what? Trying to be an adult sucks. And another thing I've realized about myself is I don't ever let myself have anything. I don't take vacations. I don't buy myself anything nice. I've never, I think once in my life I've had a car that I actually wanted because I, I go practical rather over what I truly ever want. So it's weird. I like deny myself these things. And that's not living, man. Thank you, Joey. Holy cow. Oh, thank you. That's the nicest thing anybody's done for us all day, and we just had a dude tell us he had a 10-inch dick that called in. Yeah. <laughs> Although he didn't offer it to us. No, he th- thanks, asshole. If he'd have been like, you want a 10-inch dick? I'd have been like, sure. I, I mean, can, I don't I, know what I'm going to do with it. Maybe it's a place to hang things. I'm but. like, I'd take a reduction. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, but anyway, I poured my purse out on this episode, but we knew that was coming. That tends to happen when you and I just sit down together by ourselves. Well, and I... I, I, I become a lot more reflective. Yeah. Yeah, which is not bad. It's not bad. I'm just trying to live, but I do realize I don't ever do anything for myself. I don't take vacations. I don't... Like, it's hard... Have you ever noticed, like, I don't ever let myself have indulgences? Like, yesterday going fishing was a big one, but I knew I needed that. Yeah. Like, I don't do shit like that for myself, and I need to. Be kinder to yourself, man. Like, we only have so much time here, and I, I know I'm working and I'm trying to build something and trying to do something. I'm trying to make it so I can live the life that I want to live, but at the same time, I kind of need to give myself a few things along the way. And even though you went out fishing for yourself, you still punish yourself by not putting on sunscreen. <laughs> That's very on-brand for me. It's very on-brand, isn't well, it? Well, I wouldn't have expected nothing less. Right. I'd have expected you to wear a belly shirt and have a a whole like one foot band around your midsection. <laughs> one foot band around. No, your I would have put a piece of tape around myself in the middle too. That way, I had like I look like a, a buoy out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a baba buoy forever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you'll have that on these big jobs. What the fuck? Right. Matt Smith was there. It was good. It was that good to spend time and see him too. I like his perspective. He's one of the most. You know, Matt doesn't say a lot, but when no. he says something, it's profoundly funny and yeah he he is i would bet that most people when they first meet matt is like you know oh, he's just your average guy he's very intelligent oh i know he is he's know very he is. intelligent he picks his spots and that's one thing that i appreciate too he, he's like one of those quiet you know like haas is quiet right you know our buddy haas he's quiet until you really get to know him and then it's like he says some of the craziest but most intelligent things you've ever heard. You know, if, is there, if there's anybody amongst our friends that can roast any of us the best, it's Haas. Oh, God. Like, yeah. if Haas wanted to roast you or I, he could just fucking flambe us, man. Oh, he's done it before. You know, I yeah. consider myself, in, in my realm of technology, I consider myself an expert. Right. He's one of those people that can still make you feel like an idiot. Right. Even in your role of expertise, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean... On Friday, I was I was working on a uh, on a telephony structure for a, a company out of Calgary. 
Calgary. Yet, That's how they yet, pronounce it in Canada. Calgary. Calgary. Go on. And but he still could make me feel like an idiot about it. He's like, well, did you remember to do this, 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 and this? And you're like, no, no, no and no. He's like, well, one of those three things doesn't exist, so I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not surprised. Right. <laughs> and and then he'd make you pick which one. <laughs> and when you pick the wrong one, he would belittle you. For it. <laughs> yeah. So you know. It's all it's all good, though. but it's it's nice because I've noticed in our um, like collective uh, friendships and people we keep uh, kind of closest to us, uh, we've all hit that point in life where we surround ourselves that make us better, though, and that's good. That's what you should always strive for. Yeah, you know, I want I, people that expect more out of you, if that makes sense too. I had a, a friend tell me a long time ago, and unfortunately, he did not follow his own advice. But I had a very good friend tell me a long time ago who was extremely successful at the time. And it, it, it is what I believe made me successful in what I was doing. He told me, he said, positivity breeds positivity. Right. So he says, don't surround yourself with people that don't, that aren't like goal driven. And he goes, right. they will drag you down. And I think I fit that pretty well. well I drive, I push, man. I push. Like you I'm, do. You I'm do. the most uptight nonchalant, cool-acting dude you'll ever meet, honestly. Yeah, but when it comes to crunch time, yeah, you're there. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, in doing the whole radio station thing and podcasting with you, when it comes down to this needs to be done, other than handing invoices to people, you do that. Oh, shit! <laughs> uh, not so funny meow, is it? No, it's not so funny meow. But, I mean, seriously, though, I mean, when it comes down to crunch time, you can be counted on. Oh, yeah. And that that means a lot because I'm somebody who gets hyper focused like yeah, I, I know you do I said I just wound you up and let you go when it come to the radio station and it was wonderful look at those shrooms have, those have look really good like. I might I don't even like mushrooms but I like these oh, the old silver my wife tavern here in Deckerville mushrooms. yeah these are great but these, these are these are yeah. like the steak of yeah. mushrooms they are they feel very luxurious yeah like I, I mean they're not like having a mushroom they're like having a, a meat so yeah, but we yeah, have the meat. I tend to become very hyper focused. I know you do, stuff. and like I push so hard on it to get it. I said hard on. I push. <laughs> I push so vehemently to get things done and completed and to reach goals. Right, and it, it, it's all internal. I mean, it, you never were like, hey, we need to do this by this day, right? But I set goals for myself that it's like are almost unattainable. And then I make myself attain them. And all of a sudden we do. I mean, dude, you and I, I remember, I remember sitting down um, and just recording the podcast here in an empty bar. And then we did a second one. The next week we met again, we did another episode. And that was episode two drink, by the way. And then we met again. Cheers. And next thing I said, we need to figure out how to fucking get this out to the masses because the people I've sent this to have absolutely loved it. And we did. We fucking set it up with everything. Now our podcast is available everywhere. Yeah. And we've grown that much. And then I just, I remember pushing, pushing. I remember, I remember feeling terrible. Christmas, it would have been two years ago because I don't have my kids and my ex-wife was going to have her boyfriend well now fiance over and he would spend the night on Christmas Eve which I thought was terrible but now I'm kind of over it. I get it. And so he would be there in the morning. And I remember cruising around on Christmas Eve just 
having a pity party for myself watching the counts that first year of episode downloads and it hit 500 on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we surpassed that number by so much now. Oh, oh it's wild. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I haven't even, lo- I, I kind of stopped looking at what we I hit 20,000. We're, we're, we're at 30 or 40 now, maybe 50. Yeah. But uh, I, I just remember that's the thing, honestly, that kept me going that Christmas Eve is just well, and hitting all that through number. COVID. Right. You know, it was the same thing for me. It's like, yeah. I don't even look at the numbers for this podcast anymore. No, no. I look at some of the weekly stuff and just, right. you know, where we're trending up or down. But I'm also, I don't feel like we're, we're not trying to sell the podcast anymore. I'm not trying to sell the podcast. It'll it'll sell when it sells. But we've also focused on the radio station to be our source of income for things. The podcast is just sort of um, an institution now, but we kind of do it more for ourselves, I feel like. Like... We haven't made a dime off the podcast per se. I mean, we've had a few small donors here or there. Like, yeah. maybe grand total of, what, maybe three, 400 bucks? Yeah. But, uh... Enough to cover some equipment purchases. I can guarantee you this. We should probably contact the Guinness Book of World Records because we might have the most podcast episodes out there without ever officially having a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you know? That may very well be. Yeah. It's food for thought. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm thinking about it. Good for right now. Thank you. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I remember once upon a time, we thought about it, and we tried to sell the podcast a little bit, but I don't know. I've kind of... We don't push it anymore. This is more for us. Yeah, this is kind of what we do for therapy. Right. And if people enjoy our fucked up shit, then great. Well, here's the thing, and this is how I feel. If, if me sharing my experiences and my trials and tribulations and even my heartaches and my pains with people, if it helps one person, then that's, that's a victory for me, man. You know, that's, that's a win. If, it helps one, if I can make one person laugh, that's a victory for me. You know, even if it's about, even if it's about my, my shortcomings and my fucking misadventures, if I can make one person laugh, well, you know, we, we've had podcasts where we've talked, you know, we did the Mad Dog episode. Right. Where our tribute to him and, uh, you know, the guy meant a ton to both of us. And there were, we got so many messages from people that were like, you know, that was great. You know, reliving some memories with you guys. And we didn't guys. do it. We didn't do it. We did it for ourselves and for the people to hear. Yeah. We, there, that was not trying to commercialize on anything. No. I think there's no. a misconception. A, a few people think we were trying to commercialize on it, and we were not at all. We didn't We didn't make anything on it. And if we did, I would probably donate it to whatever he said he would want anything to go to as far as his charities and everything. And we, yeah. You know? I. You know... No, that that was as much therapy for us and for anybody else who wanted to listen. Because I was hurting. Because I was, if you recall, I had a terrible experience with that. Because I, I kicked the can down the road and of reconnecting and didn't. And uh, right, well, we we were supposed to have him on the podcast yeah. like a few podcasts later. Right, and uh, it just didn't happen. And uh, you know, both of us regret that. I mean, I I, I talked to Mad Dog a lot, but there was part of me that was that was like you know when that happened with him like man i should have picked him up for poker one more time i should have done this i should have done that you know it's, it's hindsight's always 2020 20, i get it um i did see him like a week before he passed yeah you know and, and uh which i don't his mother's still not happy with me because i even saw her in the story yesterday and she pretended not to even notice who i was and that's okay i don't know what i did i'm sorry you know well 
you know, Kathy's a, a different, a little bit different too. Yeah. But but it was nice. I got a reach out uh, a reach out last night from uh, from Heather, and she they were partying, and she's like, "You need to come to Watertown and drink." But it was like two thirty. I got the message, and I'm like, "I just invite me next time." I'm like, had that message come in at like, well, anything like eleven o'clock, I might have thought about it. But yeah, yeah, I was already in bed by then because I was cashed out. So it's not that I I dislike you guys or was trying to ignore you guys. I appreciate the invite, but next time if you're out there having a good time, just let me know a little bit earlier. You know. Where were they at? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get specifics. I just said, "Hey, thanks for the invite." But next time, you know, invite me next yeah. time if you would, please. Yeah, absolutely. I'd go out there with you. That you would know, be good. That would like, be good. I mean, like I say, this this whole thing is is a lot of therapy for us. Oh, tons. You know, and it's uh, it's it's very cathartic, or however you want to put it, to to be able to. Talk through things, have some fun with it, make light of it. <laughs> right. You know, once you can make fun of something, it disarms it completely from right. your life. That's what somebody brought up to me. They're like, I love your line. Oh, so now I'm the asshole here. <laughs> and that's usually a true line. Right. Oh, so now I'm the asshole here. Right. <laughs> Sometimes a little bit of self awareness goes a long ways. Yes. I'm not perfect. I never have been. But. I also like to build people up too. Like I, I'm probably one of the most positive and encouraging people you'll ever meet. Because oh, that's I, what I do. You yeah. Know? I'm the same way. I, I, I would rather uplift somebody. I've never wanted to feel like I was above anybody. Never, because I'm not. Holy shit. No, dude, I'm a fucking train wreck, and I'm, and I think that's the thing with Shelly. Like she feels that same way. Like, and I'm like, yeah. dude, don't worry. I'm a fucking train wreck too, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's some shit right there. People that know me and truly know me well know that I, I'm I'm a train wreck, but I have a big heart, you know. So. Yeah, and that is probably a better combination than most. Yeah, it's true. But I know my my shortcomings. I know my pitfalls. I know, I know, I know. I'm aware, but I don't know. Still, just trying to be me, man. I just want to make people laugh. That's it. You know, I, I had we we used to have a saying in wrestling. On the wrestling team, one percent better every day. That's right. At the end of the year, you're three hundred sixty-five percent better. <laughs> that and doesn't if, make sense. But yes. And if you fall back a little bit, yeah. And you try to be one percent better every day, then you're yeah. still going to end up way better at the end of the year. Yeah. Than than you were. It is. So it's, it's, it's continuous improvement. Uh, I live my life by that. Uh, you know, I like to learn and um, continuous continuous learning, continuous improvement. My grandfather really instilled one of the greatest things that anyone could ever instill in somebody, and he said that you can always learn something from everyone. No matter how intelligent they are, no matter what they do, no matter what they are, what their walk of life is, there's always a lesson or something you can learn from every single person you encounter. I have a ton of confidence in what I do, but I have never felt like I'm above anybody because of that exact thing. Right. You can learn something from anybody. You know, if it's some of the people I got along with best at the hospital, right, were the guys who were scrubbing the floors and doing stuff like that because a I, I didn't I didn't view them as anything but an equal, right. And two, hell, those motherfuckers work harder than I do most of the time. <laughs> well, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and two, I it, it just I enjoyed talking with them. They saw everybody in the hospital, right? So when I first started there, I learned more from them. It's a perspective, yeah. And 
and there were people that I worked with that definitely looked down on on people that were quote unquote lesser than them. And I, I used to sit there and think, you have no clue as right. to where you actually are in the chain of I don't of like the world. I don't like people that are so detached from reality and, and it's even worse and it's even more hurtful when it's their day to day reality. Yeah. Like, I get it being detached from the realities of the world sometimes because you can put yourself in a bubble, and sometimes that's cathartic, as you talked about, just to kind of deal with everything. But as far as your day-to-day life, you you got to be engaged, man. And yeah, that's just it. Ask people. Everybody, I when I'm at work, when I'm everywhere, if you'll notice about me, the first thing I'll do when I walk up to somebody is I'll ask them how they're doing or how their day's going. I, and if I don't, I'll, I'll come back to them. I'm like, I'm sorry. How, how are you today? Yeah, like, because I think that's important, and I listen. You know, well, that that was one of the things when I when I worked at the and hospital. I and I genuinely care. It's not lip service. You no, know? I enjoyed talking to everybody there. Right, like learning from them, getting you know, getting their perspective of how they thought things were going because that helped me in my aspect of my job. Right. And so, I mean, there was a little bit of selfishness in there that, right. yeah, I want to find out what they're doing, but it, it was genuine, you know, right. when I asked you how you were doing, it could be, how's your job going? How's your family? How's life? How's your kids? The, the gamut's everything, man. Tell yeah. me. If there's something weighing heavy on you, yeah, I, I'm here to listen, man. I might not have the answer. I might not be able to help you, but, you know... And I know they always say, in, in, uh, from my AA days, a problem shared is a problem cut in half, you know? Well, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Plus, I always felt like if you go around, make somebody laugh, make their day a little better, when shit hit the fan, yeah. they were on your side and they weren't against you. Right. Where if, if you go around making everybody feel below you, when you have an issue, all of a sudden it's your issue alone and you're on an island. Right. If, if everybody's issues is shared... Right. Then when you have an issue, they share in that issue, and and it, it allows you to do the job better. They're like, oh, shit, let's consult the scrolls because somebody had this problem 2.5 years ago. Exactly. Um, you know, and I want to talk about I mentioned something like I spent a good probably year and a half going to AA meetings at least one a week. What a great institution that is. Have you ever thought about quitting drinking or want to or, or just even seeking, honestly, even if you don't have a drinking problem, um, some therapy, some counseling, attend an AA meeting. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like, very helpful, very much for me. My intent was never to quit drinking, but it also had ruined certain aspects of my life that I knew I needed to get under control and needed some perspective on. There's a so, big difference between drinking and being completely out of control with it. Like, right. Where it drives aspects of your life. Like, I know you'd be worried if I, like, yes, I drink when I'm on a show, but how many times, you know, every time I show up here and I, it might be even like today where I did nothing all day today, but I hadn't had a drink before we got on the show. Like, you know, I knew I had a problem because back in the day, I wouldn't have showed up like that. I would have showed up just bombed already, you know? Yeah. Oh, I've been lucky enough to never have an issue. Right. With. And I have. I battled those demons, but it wasn't because of the alcohol. It wasn't because of that. It was the other problems that I was trying to, I was using it as a crutch. Yeah. So it was, it was me not wanting to deal with the other realities and the other problems I was having in my life. And I shouldn't say that because from about 21 to 24. But that's what, no, but that's what you do at that age, though. I think that's, that's acceptable. Right. But it, and you come up where you outgrow it. And that, that's what happened. It was like, well, I don't need that anymore. Right. You know, and, and so I probably would have belonged in AA at that point. Like, in, in, <laughs> unless, well, unless you're like 23 years old. And you've caused major damage to major relationships in your life, as well as several run-ins with the law. 
I wouldn't say you have a problem, you know, even if you're drinking a lot. Yeah. But, but if you're hurting people you love as well as run-ins with the law or not able to function or create or build something for your future or maintain a job, then yeah, you have a problem. Yeah. Luckily, I was self-employed, so yeah. Yeah. I didn't fire myself for being a drunk asshole. Right. Right. But there was a whole room, like the whole corner of one room that was just piles of cases of empty beer cans. Uh, that's my garage right now. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, well, we should probably get out of this episode. We're an hour and a half. Sorry in. for not being funny. Yeah, we weren't. Actually, this 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 show had its moments. It did. It did. But I, I needed one like this. I needed a little bit of reflection because I'm struggling right now. Um, a lot of different things just with the feelings of helplessness and hopelessness, and we all are. Um, I'm trying to build something for the future here. I've been working a lot lately. Like I said, I've been denying myself rewards. I've been, you know, I just I want to feel loved again, too. So maybe someday. Who knows? Hmm. If you love Phil, send us a text. <laughs> Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> I'll send a text. Okay. Hey, in case I haven't told you today, I love you, man. Love you, brother. I love you too, man. Not, that's what we all need and deserve, man. I miss my kids too, but next weekend I'll see them again. I, I do this every Sunday, though, that I don't have them. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, because I love my kids more than anything, man. Kids are pretty awesome. <laughs> I know, the little bastards. Yeah, because they're just like you, but not you. Well, and they provide for me a sense of hope. Like, uh, maybe they can live the life that I always wanted, and they won't make the same mistakes that I did, you know? But if they did, I'm still going to support them. But at least I'll have an answer and know how to help them. Yes. Well, look at this little son of a bitch sitting to my right. I know, right? <laughs> He's just tippity tapping away on his phone. Yeah, which is what they do now. All right, let's get out of here, man. You've been listening to the PNA Podcast Express. He's Adam Pilkins. I'm Phil Nickel. You're welcome for a bare bones episode of Just Us. Thank you, Cat Piss Johnson, for calling in and giving us some bars of your hit song. What was the name of the song again? Um, I don't know. Condoms don't fit me. Condoms, yeah, with his 10 inch penis and hangs up. Have a great day and uh, make good choices.